0: First, first. yo yo welcome to starbucks on pittsburgh baseball now i'm your host anthony dinardo with me we got of course jim rosati jim happy monday
1: happy Happy, cyber monday happy monday yeah happy happy cyber monday i don't know uh did you get any good any post thanksgiving shopping out of the way this weekend no
0: no you
1: i got a uh i picked up a few hats
0: uh, two the pirates, big
1: expenditures. Two pirates hat. hats. I got a Louisville hat, and I got like a Louisville
0: hoodie too. So there you go. Yeah, n-
1: nothing major though.
0: No, I don't know why. I mean, I used to go all out Lock Friday. I'd get up at 4 a.m. at times and go shopping. And uh... like, well, I don't think that's a thing anymore.
1: I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, so I was talking about this with someone the other day. Like, I remember, you know, you'd have Thanksgiving, and then like at midnight. Like places would open at midnight, like the malls, yes. the the outlet malls. And I don't think that happens anymore.
0: I used to do that as well. Not as much. Yeah. Uh, a few times I went out with like friends at like midnight. But no, what I'm alluding to is, you know, I used to do that. And anymore, I don't even like look at sales anymore. I would be looking at like the TGI, uh, what, TGI, Black Friday.com? Is that what it was? I'd be looking at like September, trying to find like starting mm-hmm. in like the deals and stuff scouring. But also I think the big thing as well is. Black Friday is kind of minimizing and it's just becoming like the whole entire holiday. You know, like everything, all the sales oh, were it's always like, Black Friday and then Cyber Monday was the online yeah. thing. And I feel like now it's just like, eh, it's the whole holiday season. Come when you want.
1: Black Friday started like a month ago. I feel like I was getting Black Friday emails like a month ago.
0: There you go. That's kind yeah. of what I'm alluding to. It's like a whole And month. even a month ago, I wasn't paying much attention either. So, yeah. It also kind of sucks when like, I just feel like I'm also the type, if I want something, I typically just, like, get it. And, yeah. like, when it comes to holidays, and like my wife, too. And it's, like, when it comes to these, like, gift-giving times, it's, like, well, you and I kind of have what we want. Must Plus be nice. Leonardo
1: doesn't need to take advantage of Black Friday deals. He just no, what whatever. He wants. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but it's just, like, I don't need anything. Yeah. Well, you and know who did go Black Friday shopping? Ty Ty did. No. The Pirates. Tai Tai also did. And I'm happy Ty for Tai Tai. But yeah. let's get Ty to the pirates. So. Yeah. I know I ruined the, the
1: transition. Did. The pirates went Black Friday shopping. They uh, they saw what they wanted and they uh, and they got it. So yeah, um, I, I don't know what, what the math is. I haven't looked at it. I know a lot of people were tweeting about it on Friday, but do we have a number on like how how much this six point seven five million dollar deal stacks up? Well, it was the largest
0: since 2018, right? Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the largest since 2018, which speaks volumes. As far as like the largest in history, is that what you're getting to as well? Yeah. Like I think it's top 10. It it could be top 10. I didn't go down the list to see is like how far it is as far as the largest. But I mean, that speaks volumes. It really does.
1: So sad. So sad. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's get to it. The, this is pretty much going to be our topic for today, I would imagine. But Pirates sign first baseman, DH, switch hitter, veteran, Carlos Santana. One year, $6.75 million. Uh, he started last year with the Royals. He was traded over to the Mariners uh, near the deadline. Uh, played for Seattle down the stretch played for them in the, in the, in the postseason, So, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I wouldn't necessarily, it wasn't like a vintage Carlos Santana season. Right. I mean, everybody knows who he is. He's been playing since 2010. Uh, but it was definitely a bounce back from his 2021 campaign. Like he had a really rough 2021 campaign. Um, and then in 2022 came back, uh, kind of reestablished himself as a nice, you know, he, he got on base a lot. Um, hit for a little bit of pop, at least basically an average hitter, you know, major league hitter, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, at least a, a positive war player too. Um, but no, I, I think I, I like this signing. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about going in, we, we've, I don't know how many times we talked about just how much of a black hole first base was. And right. uh, it, it was a, it was a black hole all last year. You had, Josh Van Meter and Michael Chavis basically getting the bulk of the playing time there. And they've immediately now addressed that with, with G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana, who are two actual major league caliber uh, first basemen. So right. shout out to the Pirates on
0: this one. The, the first thing I want to say is, and you look down below, the, 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 the waiver claim, look at the ticket right now, right? Pirates claim... Luis and Diaz off waivers. And we talked about that a little bit and how that might be like you brought up, I believe how it might be the insurance policy for Choi. I didn't really think that route. So it kind of makes sense. And, and here's the thing like with the Carlos Santana signing, it's not official yet. So like, there is no movement on the, someone's going to get purged off the 40 man, obviously when this happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not official. It's got a pending the physical. When that happens, we'll find out. I mean, maybe it will be Lu and Diaz right away. I don't know. Maybe they'll keep him for the insurance policy. But what I want to say is, the fact that you mentioned it's $6.725 million and we're talking, it's the largest since 2018. And this is an actual major leaguer says a lot right now. You know, this is so when you talk about why you like this signing, which I do, I do like the signing reasons why the biggest one is the pirates have actually addressed an issue with real solutions this isn't right like like you would have expected when anduar was picked up last the end of last offseason that was going to be the solution for first base we were kind of shocked that he didn't play first base at all right i just felt that was a solution we're gonna pick up anduar he's gonna turn it around he's gonna give you the rookie of the year season stats and there you go and it's like he's not we're retreading tires again this sucks so they, they went out and they got Troy. They got now Carlos Santana. And obviously, they're both limited, right? Like you said, it's not vintage Santana. Even Troy's coming on him downslide a bit, right? Like these aren't guys that are excited about where there's a ton of upside and like this guy can carry your offense at sometimes. No, but yep. I don't think they're terrible by any means. Yeah. No. I. We'll talk more about Santana but I think there can be real production out of first base this year. but the biggest thing for me about this signing too, the biggest one is the veteran presence is the clubhouse aspect I, I as like as I kept saying last year like the blind leading the blind like you have you know everyone that's been on this club and you guys corrected me with Kevin Newman he did that one year of the winning season right but it's like everyone who's been on this club has been a loser and I say that not in the malicious way it's just they've never won anywhere. And it's not like the guys that chairing is bringing in are guys that keep getting thrown off team after team after team. So it's not like they're coming in and saying, Hey guys, here's how we're going to win. And here's what I do to prepare to win. You have two guys that come from winning winning organizations. Choi spent his career with all kinds of winning organizations. The majority of Tampa, Carlos Santana with the Indians. Seattle, like he spent hit the Phillies. Like he spent his career on winning organizations and you hear nothing but great things about Santana in the clubhouse. How valuable he's going to be to the young guys like Rodolfo Castro, who if you're upset that he had a cell phone in his pocket and it came out running second base in the third, maybe stuff like that doesn't happen with the Carlos Santana in the clubhouse. Right? Onel Cruz, like, look at all the young guys in this team. This is an invaluable piece that could really help this rebuilding organization. And like I put out there, I'm sure the Royals players, right, those young guys, are in a much better place today having a Carlos Santana in that clubhouse last year and the year before than the Pirates are having a Michael Chavis in the clubhouse.
1: No, I mean, that's a good point. Um, Santana has sh- has played in five postseasons throughout his career. And and you mentioned, you know, these guys aren't – in. in you know, Connor too also says, you know, this isn't really a high end solution. That's exactly right. Like these, these, guys, these aren't great first basemen by any means, right? But it at least takes a position that was god awful last year. Last year, Pittsburgh Pirates first baseman had a 68 weighted runs created plus, 68 weighted runs created plus, and a combined war of negative 1.7.
0: Right. Hold up. Where are you getting that? Because, that's false.
1: No, it's correct. The, the stats that you're looking at are just when you change it to position, and it's not. I'm talking about people who actually played first, like the first base position last year. Okay. Your your calculations and, and what everybody else is kind of using is just kind of everybody who played first base. It includes like when Josh Van Meter played, played second, second base. It okay. Includes okay. When okay. Chavis My saw that, So. Yeah, you got to actually like make it the, as a first baseman. So as a first baseman, 68 weighted ones, runs created plus last year, um, negative 1.7 WAR. So just these two moves takes that, you know, that that hitting. Let's say they just are average this year. That at least takes you from the 30th best hitting team or the worst hitting team to the 20th best hitting team, right? Like we're not saying like the th- we're not saying first base is like like we're really good now, right? It's just right. we're we're average now. Like we've got average first baseman, um which is a big step
0: forward from where they were last year. Right. And I'm with you. Like that's the thing and that's why I want to hesitate going this route, but like when you when you see Twitter and there's this is very divisive I don't understand why. It's it's crazy. Because a lot of people I complain that the Pirates don't go out there and spend money on players. And because they're cheap is why they got rid of Newman. And because they're cheap is why they got rid of Chavis. And yet they spend 6.725 real American millions of dollars on a player. And then they say, well, not this guy. This is dumb. You know, like I, I understand he's not setting the world on fire. And this isn't the piece to take the Pirates into the playoffs in the postseason and, and make that run. But what this does is it solidifies that position, which, like you said, was such a black hole that wasn't going to take much to improve. And they made sure they did it, and they did it with two vets. And also, when we talked about Troy, we mentioned how his defense was 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 good. Like, it's not great, but it's good. And that was the other biggest thing. Like that's why I was all on board on keeping Chavis for the whole season. Like just put him at first base every day. I don't care about splits because his defense alone just makes up for that. Because whoever else you're putting at first base is going to be terrible, also offensively. So it's not like you're gaining much more out of Chavis or much more or less out of Chavis. Just put him there because he's actually playing some passable defense. You don't have to worry about that part this year. Like you have Troy who plays defense well enough. Carlos Santana actually plays it pretty darn well. Yeah. He'd be the better defender of the two. So it's like, not only are you getting guys that can hit major league pitching, you're getting guys that can field. And again, take away the, the like, clubhouse aspect, right. With that, think about the development for a player like O'Neill Cruz, who now has a competent first baseman to throw to.
1: Well, I mean, you can kind of look at it in a few ways. I mean, one, yeah, you got a competent first baseman now who can field, two competent first baseman who can field. Cause really even Michael Chavis made a lot of bad plays. Like there were a few, like where it was like, Thank you, Michael Chavis, but you know, he made some bad plays over there too. Cause none of them were first basemen. Of um, course. But we actually have first baseman now. Um, you mentioned like being able to come in and help help players in the clubhouse, like yeah, I mean you've got two players where Santana can come in and kind of be a role model maybe to 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 those Dominican players. Uh Gwan Bay, you know, has has G Man Choi now, you know, from from you know, South Korea. So yeah, I um I I don't really know how you can be upset with these moves. Now I, I can understand why maybe you're not like overly enthusiastic about it. Like it's not like they went out there and got Jose Abreu, right? Right. That's not that's not what happened. They went out there and they got, you know, cheaper options, but they are clear upgrades from from where they were before. And they're they're up and they're not necessarily like these aren't dumpster diving type moves. Like these are these are two first basemen who played the majority of the time for playoff teams. Like these were these were guys good enough. Do play every day for playoff teams last year. That's that's who a, a they, team I, trying to get into the playoffs traded yeah. for,
0: yeah, a Carlos like Santana
1: if, to get there. Yeah, like that's who these that's who they acquired. They didn't acquire just some bums. Like they acquired, right. they acquired the first baseman from two playoff teams. Um So, yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen any any negativity on twitter but i also mute some people who may be doing a lot of people um (laughs) a lot of people But i don't have time for that stuff anymore i'm getting too old but i
0: like making time for that stuff anymore but like there are
1: plenty of things (laughs) there are i also getting old there are plenty of things to trash this organization about plenty of them you don't have to manufacture them so like it's it's okay like I mean, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm pretty critical of the Pirates on Twitter. I think most people find me annoyingly critical sometimes. Um, but there's nothing to get upset about over these two moves. Like, it's, there are two moves that made the team better.
0: Yes, like for sure. I, I, I don't know how people can get, get upset about that. Right. And that's like what I'm alluding to. They spent money. Yeah, i, I it. like i'm not here saying like okay like the, the payroll's fine now they're spending money they're not there i right. get that i'm yeah. not celebrating 6.725 million dollars like holy shit the pirates are spending money look at them go they they can do this it's just the fact that they're finally doing what they should have been doing like the carlos santana signing that they made right now what prevented them from doing that last year like why couldn't that be done a year ago That's what they should have done. And again, what if Carlos Santana was in that clubhouse last year? If there were things that upset you about what transpired over last year, the, the mindless plays and the stupid things that happened, like you want to go to the Sunflowers, you want to go to the cell phone, like you want to go to all those different things and rile up and say, this is why the Pirates suck. Maybe again, those things don't happen if you have a Carlos Santana there. That's all I'm getting at. They had no one in that clubhouse to say, here's the ropes that's why Carlos Santana to me is very invaluable to a, a rebuilding club like this. There's a reason why the Royals probably went out there and gave him two years, 18 point, whatever million dollars it was when they were also a real rebuilding club, not going anywhere. Now, granted, he also played well, but also again, that's why we keep going back to the Royals. Like, look, they're rebuilding also, but they're bringing in people that can play. Yeah. They're still losing, but again, is maybe Bobby Witt Jr. a better player today because Carlos Santana was at clubhouse? He might be. He might be. So that's why I like this too. Like, it's not so much that this is what's going to set this team forward and be good. And like, you're not looking at this for 2024, like in a Jose Abreu signing could have that you're alluding to. Right. But this is the steps to get the team there. Right. Like we're saying, like this team lost hundred games last year. It's a bad baseball team. There's not going to be a one signing that makes this club good. This club cannot sign one player and anybody, even if it's Mike Trout, because also Mike Trout's with the Angels, and so they can't get anywhere. It's not They could bring in Mike Trout, and this team's not a playoff team still. Right. So you can't look at any singular signing and say, oh, there's the playoffs. That's not going to happen. But like the team's got to walk before they run. They are a terrible team. They're still borderline still terrible, uh, assuming where transactions might go, right? right? They're still a very, very bad team. That's fair to say, regardless how you look at it. But they're at least getting to point B. That's what this alludes to, and, and that's where I'm fine with it. And also, like, with a one-year signing, like, there's no long-term solution here. I get that. There's still a whole first base. I don't think Nunez is the answer. They didn't protect them. So I don't think that really, really makes them think like that highly of them. Not to say he can't one day, but also I look at this, that this team isn't there yet either. What if you sign a Jose Abreu and then in two years he turns yeah. into a pumpkin and it's like, well, now that's not working out for us where you could maybe sign the Carlos Santana and Choi today. And then in two years, find that solution because in two years you have a better, clear understanding of that player today.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, the other thing, too, is at the deadline last year, Santana was traded for a uh, for a relief pitcher, I, you which, go you know, <laughs> we love how Ben Sherrington loves uh, – well, we know how Ben Sherrington loves trading for relief pitchers. Yes. You know? So Santana can accomplish that, too. Yep.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I'm sure that's going to happen. Like, I'm sure they're going to be hoping that Santana plays well. And he gives the Pirates those three months of being a good clubhouse guy, much like Quintana did. And they're looking to dangle and trade him. Obviously, again, like what happened last year, we understand how corner like corners don't get a whole lot. He's probably not going to be traded for a whole lot, but they're going to probably look to dangle him and Choi at the deadline.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, good good signing. Again, like not not anything earth shattering here, but they addressed a weakness and they filled it and it's, it's November 28th. And if you would have told me that the pirates first base situation was basically solved on November 28th,
0: I would have said, nope, but I'm, I'm happy with that. And then told me they they made just two moves regardless. Like they made a move to get Troy and they signed Carlos Santana before the winter meetings. Mm Mm-hmm. Um uh, that's also another thing I'm I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, I would have assumed now Troy made sense it had to be done immediately, obviously. Yeah, right. But they went and did it. So they did it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then I mean after that, I would have assumed that like if they were going to sign another guy, it just would have came in like February. Right. As as those prices are dropping, who's right. willing to come, who's willing to be the draw dyson and say, Well, I mean, there is no opportunities out there, so I'm a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They went and got apparently, I don't want to say their guy, but clearly they got who they wanted.
1: And and I think it's important to like you look at Santana's slash line last year, and it's not anything great, right? It was he was league average like right on the dot, basically. Um, but you know, his batted ball profile looks good. Like I, I feel like can we everything can we about this? him is like you, you like what you see out of him. He's in the, in the ninety seventh percentile and walk walk rate. He doesn't chase pitches. Eighty seven percent chase rate. Seventy one percent whiff percentage. Okay. You know, and then everything else his his exit velocity, his expected woba eighty eighth percentile. Um, uh, looking at his batted ball profile, you're like, this is a good hit. This is somebody who I would want in my lineup, and, and I think that's what's important here is just he's. He's somebody you want in your lineup. You're probably hitting him somewhere near like the middle of the order. Uh, You know he's probably a a four or five hitter really in this in this in this lineup. So no, good 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 move. I think like I said, I think he they identified him as maybe someone who the profile outweighed the performance, and maybe hoping for maybe a little bit extra out of him from what Mm -hmm. you know was on the field last year. Because overall, like you look at this baseball savant page, and I know it's like you know, you don't want to necessarily be one of those like red good, blue, bad guys, but there's a lot of red
0: on here, and, and like it's it's a nice looking page. When you put when you put into perspective, when you understand what red and blue means, and then try to understand it. Uh, I like am with you with what you're saying, but it's like mm-hmm. I, I look at Santana's page and write, like there's a lot of red and stuff, but man, you know, I think we talked very lightly about Carlos Santana in the off season um, and maybe more behind the scenes. I know you have some personal motives for Carlos Santana being a good player this year. So <laughs> for our strategy, but you know, again, like we've talked about too. Santana, you know, you've, you've mentioned how like he, he turned around, but. We never really dove into him until the signing happened. And now it's like, okay, so did he really turn around? Is he just an aging guy? And I'm so encouraged seeing Carlos Santana. Now, here's the thing, too. Since 2022, go to 2021. The reason I'm saying that is yes, I understand he's aging, right? He's 36, he'll be 37. But he, looking at this, you know, the page, like you said, like the exit velocity, the woba expected, the bat, like all this, he actually got better last year than the year before like this isn't a three-year Absolutely, complete yeah. regression and now you're looking at the fourth year that he's probably going to regress again I'm not saying he's not going to regress next year like he's going from 36 to 37 I'm, I'm probably expecting some regression right because of age but the thing is when you look at his batter profile there's a lot to be encouraged about and i am very comfortable imagining that carlos santana is going to outperform his Stat line of last year to this year, especially without the shift. Now let's talk about what that means and why. Okay. Because this isn't just oh, well, there's no shift. So of course Carlos Santana is going to be good. I don't know right. why. He just is because I'm talking out my ass. No, like when you look into this, there's real reason to think that. So when he was batting left-handed, because again, like you said, he's a switch hitter. Um what 98 percent of the time he was shifted against 98 the most in baseball and like when you look year after year he's at the top but year after year it gets more and more and more i want to say like in in 18 it was like 65 percent then in 19 it was like 79 and 85 like he kept getting higher and higher and higher and like if you look at the past few years his numbers keep getting lower and lower and lower and so you think maybe that's part of it and then when you look and you see his baby, now this shout out to Alex Stump, because I didn't notice to see this before, but we look at his baby against lefties is 175, I think, which was like the lowest in, in baseball history with switch hitters. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I saw that. So this yeah. is historically bad. And then again, like when you're looking at the expected stuff, right? Like you mentioned, his expected WOBA is 88 percentile. His expected Wobo was, at 352, when in reality, it ended up being a 308. That's a big disparity. When you look at the hitters who actually achieved that Woba, they're guys like George Springer, Anthony Rizzo, Brandon Nimmo, JT Romuto, Kyle Schwarber, Starling Marte, Alex Bregman, Ho- Oh, I put Joe, Jose Abreu. Those are the guys between 352 and, and 361. Those are the all the qualified hitters. I didn't leave anyone out in that range. That's where he stacks up if like what is expected actually happened. So Mm. I truly look at this. Like if you take away that shift, I'm not out here going to tell you and don't take this as, well, he's going to be Kyle Schwarber now, right? He's going to be George Springer. Now what I'm just trying to say is there's real reason to think that he can improve upon those numbers. And with the shift being gone next year, I could see him improving. Is he going to be like a 130 way to run creative plus first baseman turning back to an all-star? I doubt it because that's where the age regression probably comes in. But if he's sitting around a 110 way to run created plus first baseman hitting wise and he's not like the biggest liability on his splits anymore. You could see him becoming like that everyday player, you know, and like now he's not like a six almost seven million dollar platoon guy. I could really see him getting a lot of playing time where he'll he'll be in the first base and DH a lot as Troy's going to be first base and DH a lot too. I, I see this as an actual decent signing. There is some actual intrigue with him, not just, oh, he's going to be 37. He's going to bat even worse than 200 next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think, I mean, you, you look at like Vogelbach last year. I feel like Santana is like a—he's a better version of Daniel Vogelbach, <clears throat> like a more well-rounded version. Uh, I think that's kind of the production of Vogelbach is—is is maybe what you can expect, just in different ways. But you know, doesn't strike out a lot. He walks a lot. He sees a lot of pitches. That's that's another thing that you know we've seen the Pirates kind of gravitate towards that type of profile recently uh, but like you're gonna like Santana's gonna be someone who who maybe annoys you sometimes because he takes so many pitches and he gets deep in counts but like that's that's kind of who he is that's who he's always been he's got one of the highest walk rates in baseball uh, but as far as like the, the dude hits the ball hard like his exit velocity hasn't missed a beat it's higher now than it was when he was 29 right I mean when in 2015 it was 89.2 and this year, mm-hmm. ninety point seven. His max exit velocity is basically the same every single year. Uh, launching, like he's just a consistent hitter. And and like you mentioned, his production kind of has fallen, and it's in line with that shift percentage. So like that, it kind of gives you a reason to think, well, maybe there is something more there. Uh, you know, when when the shift doesn't happen, because yeah, if you look at the at, look at his page and you're looking at you know, his his Woba without a shift and his Woba with a shift, the more and more he got shifted, the lower and lower that Woba got. Right. Uh, Which isn't to necessarily say that now that the shift is gone, like he's going to be a great hitter, but it's just, it's a good sign to see that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a correlation there between, his WOBA not being in line, his expected numbers not being in line with his regular numbers, and and the the increase in shift percentage. So, right. no, I'm interested to see what he can do next year. Um, again, I there's there's nothing bad to say about this signing. Like he's he's an actual major league hitter at a position that they trotted out Josh Van Meter, God knows how many times last year. I could look it up, but I don't want to get sick.
0: You know, <laughs> don't before, please
1: don't before I Let's go not- to work.
0: So So, yeah, let's not ruin this glorious (laughs) Monday, but that's, I'm right with you. Like, that's what I want you to see. Like there's way more than his batting average for one. And, And again, like, that's why I'm encouraged. Like when you see the numbers drop, but when you look on here and like that number speaks a lot, right? When you see the exit velocity is, is not dropping. Like he's still hitting the ball very, very hard. Doesn't tell me he's aging and falling apart. Now he could this year. That's, that's right. the one risk you that's find. It. Like this might be the year yeah. that the cliff comes and he falls off. And I get yeah. that part. But so far there's nothing to show me because if you're not just looking at the batting average over the past three years, when you're looking at this, like his profile does not tell me he's breaking down. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not getting to that cliff yet. He still actually is a good hitter. It's a hard hitter. Well, I'll I'll take it back. Maybe not a good hitter because a good hitter could hit away and a good hitter could beat the shift in that sense. But that's not baseball 2022 right now. So like, but what I'm getting to is it's not where his exit velocity is dropping. The power is declining, right? This is a guy who's clearly aging and this is why the numbers are dropping. Those are all the same. So why are the numbers dropping? Well, when you look at the shift and you see this, like you Mm -hmm. said, there's the correlation. So with the shift being banned, I could see how it could come back to normal, like normalizing a bit, add in some of the aggression for the age. Yes, he's not going to be, like you said, like 2018 Carlos Santana. Was that the year I believe he was like a four-war player? You know, whatever it was. like 19, Yeah, 19. Okay. Almost so five like wars. yeah, Right. So, like, I'm not expecting that. But I can yeah. certainly expect more than one war if you were to play a full season and, like, a 102 way to run a career plus. Like, I truly think he's probably going to have around 110 next year. I if we do over and unders, that's going to be an over and under for me. I will take the over, uh, as I'm doing right now. I'm taking the over on 109.
1: Well, now I know when we do our
0: show, I'll just I'll try pushing it up a little bit. I know that's going to make, make me like, like I'll do, do like, like
1: 113 and a half,
0: right? <laughs> and I'm going to hate you so much because I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I would probably take the under reluctantly though. Like I said, like if he's hovering, I feel like he's going to hover around 110.
1: Yeah. Well I mean and that's basically where Choi has been the last few years too. So if, if your two main first basemen are giving you above average production um offensively, that's just head and shoulders better than than what we had last year. And like we we said that like that's the one spot where this team can make a dramatic improvement. Like they were they were so bad last year that if you just pick up a few competent guys who can play the position, you're four wins better <laughs> yeah. you know like four to five wins better than you were last year. Uh, So it it looks like that's what they've done. Uh, They said they still got to play the season, obviously. But it's hard to be pessimistic about at least the situation at first base. Now, there's other situations that they still need to address. um, And, you know, we're not saying that this this offseason is a win because they they did this. There are still things that need to be addressed. And I hope they do address them, but this is a good first step to the offseason.
0: You're correct. You're correct. And, and that's why I just want to go back to they're spending almost $11 million on these two players. When have the Pirates spent that much money on a position, especially first base? We tout first base is so cheap. And that's the highest paid position. <laughs> the, actually, you could probably add up all the starters. Contracts, and it's probably not as much as first base right now. And that's five guys,
1: yeah. I think um, haze is Hayes is, I think, a 10 million, but
0: I don't think, oh, because yeah, because they're that that can get high little, right now and then drop yeah. in. Okay, so I guess technically Hayes would be, um, potentially, but anyways, what I'm getting to is yeah, like they they did it, it's not even December yet. Yes, there's more to go, but this is why I say I'm encouraged. And it's more than just lip service this time. Like has yeah. basically said the same thing every single year. And that's why I didn't get encouraged or hyped up when he, he came out and said, he was going to do this year, because that's what he did last year as well. It's just, this year was, was actual things to point to. Like he's done. We I mean, he got Choi and he got Santana and it wasn't Daniel Vogelbach in February. Right. Or March or whatever the hell that yeah. even was. So like, this is what I'm alluding to. There's, actual stuff that's being done to show what he's saying so we still got to see how the rest of the offseason goes but this is a good start to what he said and this is a good start to bridging that rebuild finally
1: yeah I, i mean well said i um i don't think yeah this is a good start like i said there's still a lot to be done but a good start cool yeah
0: so does that wrap up carlos santana for right now
1: i think that wraps up carlos santana need a good year from him because he's a he's a 2023 royal in my in the Stratomatic league we're in <laughs> and i have an option for him for next year that I can pick up if he does well so please do well and then i can have a cheap carlos santana for next year
0: Jim, I feel like you're going to be happy having Carlos Santana next year. That's where I'm at with Carlos Santana right now. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, So I guess before we go, just to say one thing, because, you know, it can't be a North Shore 9 podcast without the mention of Onel Cruz in his second game, hits a home run last night, three hits. It would just nice to see. That's all. Just want to point it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: he um I mean we were kind of wondering when he was going to start playing um in in Lidom, and that happened on Saturday. Saturday was his first game, uh made his debut for uh Lise. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. T Grace Lise Lisi, Lise. Um and uh yeah yesterday big big game out of O'Neill Cruz, um,
0: including his first home run. So right, and again, yeah. like talk about a great team guy. You know, his first game he goes 0 for 4. Doesn't want to take any mm-hmm. of the light away from the Carlos Santana shining, signing right. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. Carlos, this this is your moment. I'm going 0 for 4, so I don't overshadow it. But you know, he gave him his day. So Cruz is back. Second game goes what three for three, and uh, with a home run. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. He's <No>, any- <clears> back. <throat> Excuse me. Anyways, just wanted to bring that up because, um, of course, there's not much else to really talk about. It's the offseason. So, we out of here? I think so. Connor says Lise. Lise, I got it right. That's what my is an answer from an Alexa,
1: answer. Oh, Alexa turned on, too. So, I don't know. He turned her on. Alexa, stop.
0: <laughs> All right. no, Good good stuff. Let's definitely get out of here now. All right. So uh, we'll be back at some point. Hopefully the Pirates. Hey, the winter meetings are coming up soon, too, actually. That's kind of cool. They are. Yeah. So if anything, there's maybe not going to be signings. Maybe there are. But, hey, Rule 5, that's coming up. So we know how much that will get talked about.
1: We'll have the rule five. Is there going to be a rule
0: in f- the the draft lottery too? Oh wait, up. yeah, the draft lottery's yeah. going to happen too. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's We get to see the pirates going to be picking seventeenth next year. So the whole point of tanking was stupid. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Let's <laughs> definitely get out of here now. All right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, review us on iTunes. Whatever you want to do, we appreciate it all. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys.